the sports stance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the sports stance. I am your host, Greg. And this week, we're going to get off to a little bit of a somber start. We're going to be talking about Kobe Bryant's passing. Now, I know it's been talked about all week. You've seen the 24-second violations, the 8-second violations in honor of him for the NBA, the TNT touching tribute to him. We had Shaq, Charles Barkley, Dwayne Wade, Jerry West, all sharing memories and experiences they had with Kobe. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those things. It happens. But for some reason, with Kobe, it hit a little bit different. Now, there are people out there that, you know, are like, I don't understand why everybody's so upset. There's other people that are devastated. I kind of fall in that middle range. I'm upset about it. Didn't think somebody like Kobe Bryant passing away would affect me in any sort of way. But for some reason, it hit different. Hit different than when you hear about random other athletes who passed away. Some say, is this the most shocking death in sports history, at least from what people can remember? And I'd say, yeah, probably. I mean, Kobe was 41. He had been only retired for four years. He's a legend in the NBA. His second act of, you know, post-career was already off to an astounding start. He had won an Oscar. He was really embracing the whole girl dad thing. He was really embracing fatherhood and spending more time with his kids. Things were things were good. And then this happens. Sunday happens. And not only did he and his daughter lose their lives, seven other people lost their lives. And the whole world kind of stood still. Nobody could believe it. I mean, my wife told me about it, and she first thought, this can't be real, right? Not like Kobe Bryant. And I was like, no, I haven't seen anything about that. And then I looked at my phone, saw the push notifications, and I was like, no, this is real. And then he had all the news stories, which some people tried to get out way too fast with their news stories and had a lot of misinformation. So with everything from Rick Fox was on board to all of Kobe's daughters were on board to five people had died in the crash to then it being confirmed that nine had died in the crash. So a lot happened on Sunday. Games were still played. I think that was the most one of the more shocking things is the NBA continued their games for the day. And I get, get it. The early games, you couldn't cancel, but I was actually very surprised the later games weren't canceled. When you see guys like Tyson Chandler and DeMar DeRozan sobbing, needing to be consoled, you're kind of just like, these guys shouldn't be out here. They shouldn't be on the court. And I get it. You think about it. It's probably what Kobe would have wanted, that Mamba mentality. But it was just, it was just a very, very different news story and, you know, death in the sports world than people are used to. It'd be one thing if Kobe had had cancer or this disease that we knew and it was very sudden. Even if he had a heart attack or stroke. I think it was the fact that it was a helicopter crash. Something Kobe had been using for the past 17 years to get around. The fact his daughter was with him. 
The fact all these other families' lives changed that day. We had a family of five lose three of their members in the Alto Belli family. You know, famous college baseball coach. Yet another daughter and mother, an assistant coach and a pilot. All their families affected. It was, you know, it was just, it happens. We know these tragedies happen across the world and every single day there's accidents that claim lives, but I don't know. The Kobe thing hit different. It just did. And now you hear, see all these stories coming out about it. And not just about like, the crash, obviously, but about just the type of person Kobe was. And we know he has stuff in his past that, you know, you can look at and it's not great. But overall, Kobe was a good guy. And the world's a little less brighter without him and his daughter and those other people in it. Now, not to take away from those other people, but just to focus on Kobe because, you know, it's a sports show. He was a sports NBA legend. Kobe was doing a lot in his post-retirement career. Obviously, we know Dear Basketball won an Oscar, like I said. But Kobe was just doing a lot for sports in general. Not just basketball, where he was mentoring, it seemed like, every young star athlete in the game. I mean, Jason Tatum, Luka, Trey Young, all made it sound like Kobe's talked to them all. I mean, he's given them all tips, and that's great. I mean, you want that type of guy who's had that level of success letting you know, hey, you could do this, you could do that. And that's fantastic. But it wasn't just in the NBA he was doing things. He was making Mamba Academies for, you know, youth basketball for both boys and girls. He loved coaching his daughter, Gigi. He had Mamba Academy, I think, for volleyball because his oldest daughter plays that. He went and supported the U.S. Women's National Team for soccer. Not just this past year, but he's been a long-standing fan and supporter. WNBA women's college basketball he was making an impact in women's sports and yeah he knew he could because of who he was but he was bringing more attention to it he was trying to you know get them in the spotlight more which is fantastic i mean the jimmy kimmel segment where he's talking about people coming up being like kobe you needed to have a son man you needed to have a son and his daughter Gigi was like nah i got it I'm going to be the one that, you know, represents him in the WNBA. Like, she already knew what she wanted to do and what she wanted to be. She wanted to be like dad. And they were on their way, tragically, to a basketball thing, and that's what led them to be in that helicopter Sunday morning. It's just a very sad accident. And it happens. It's life. We know. But I think the reason, now, you know, this is just me personally, but I've heard other people say it, and I think that's partly why it's going to hold much more, you know, I don't even know how to word it. Much, it affected everybody in a much different way. Once we heard his daughter was on board, I think a lot more people were saddened by the whole thing. Because if you're a parent and you have a child, you will do anything to protect them. Anything. You never want to see harm come to your kid. And you will do anything you can to stop it. And on Sunday morning, there was nothing Kobe could do as a father, as a dad, 
as a girl dad to stop it. And I think that's what made it hit harder. That's what made it tougher for everybody. Kobe has instilled the mama mentality into a lot of people, a lot of athletes. A lot of athletes say if it wasn't for Kobe and what he did in the 90s through the early 2000s, I'm not in the NBA. I'm not playing basketball. I don't enjoy the game as much as I do. And it's true. The 80s and like 90s had MJ. Late 90s, 2000s had Kobe. And now there's LeBron. Like, argue as you want. That's what it is. And it's just... A guy at 41 with that much impact in the world is just gone. And it it hurts. Hurts a lot of people. And, I mean, yeah. It's been a week almost. But there's still a lot of people that, you know, just it's can't wrap their heads around it. It is weird to think. Mainly because you just, I mean, you just saw Kobe. Few, like, few days prior to that, you know, he and LeBron... You know, LeBron passing him. They had the phone call. We have had all teams basically play except the Lakers who play tonight. So be curious to see what they do. It's the first game they played. First game in Staples Center. For the Lakers, at least. Clippers already had their night. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Vanessa Bryant came out with a statement the other day. Finally making a statement. It was very well written. You can't imagine what that family is going through right now, losing not only their father, but a sister, a daughter. It's very rough. I said to my wife, I think one of the only few things that can maybe help with coping with all this in the future is since he was an athlete, since he was a star. There's so many videos of Kobe. There's videos of Kobe with his daughter Gigi that they can look back on and reminisce on and keep the spirit of both of them alive. And granted, yes, if you ever lost a family member, you have pictures, you have memories. But videos and stories, they really do help. They help with coping with all of it. So at least they have that to comfort them in the future. And especially for their younger sisters, they can see who their dad was. Hear about who their dad was. So that's at least some sort of comfort for Vanessa and her oldest daughter. They can share with their three-year-old and one-year-old who dad and who Gianna were. Now, one of the other people involved in the helicopter crash, as I said, was John Altobelli. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Probably not. I apologize if I am. But he, his wife and daughter also all perished, like I said, along with the other four people along with them. He was a famous college baseball coach. His son, who is one of the two kids left behind, is a scout for the Red Sox, who have already come out with, you know, saying they're going to help the family any way they need. But also, they set up a GoFundMe, which is nice. Then also, he was a major, major coach in the Cape Cod League. If you don't know what the Cape Cod League is, it's a summer thing where talented college players go to Cape Cod, Massachusetts. They have a league there. They play throughout the summer. If you ever saw the movie Summer Catch or something like that with like Freddie Prince Jr., I don't know if that's aging myself in case there's some younger listeners with Jessica Jessica Biel, not Jessica Alba. Very similar. With Jessica Biel, it's based like kind of on that, but it's also like a romance comedy. But he was a major person in that. They've already announced that July 9th, they're going to have an annual game 
that always is played at Fenway Park, renamed the John Altabelli Friendship Game, which is a great way to honor his memory. So, like I said, a lot of people affect it, but people are, you know, slowly, people are moving along. Obviously, for people that weren't family, weren't very close to them, it's easier for us to move on. We have other lives. So, I know for the Bryant family, all these other families, thoughts and prayers go out with them because it's not going to be something that's quick. It's going to take time to heal the pain and all that. But it does heal. They will get back to their regular lives. And they will always have the memories of these people. And that's really all you can do. But enough sadness. Enough down stuff. It's Super Bowl week. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl in Paul's Pylon. Which is coming up in just a second. But before we get to that. Reminder that the Sports Stance is brought to you by Seat Giant. If you're looking for the best sporting event and concert tickets, visit Seat Giant to get the best deal you can. And when you do, use promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. That's 1-2-O-Z-SPORTS. When you go to Seat Giant, you know you're going to get the best deal and the best seats. So make sure you go there again for all your sporting and concert needs. That's Seat Giant, promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. Now without any further ado, Paul's Pylon. That is right. It is Paul's Pylon, and I'm with a man who loves soup in a bowl, and we're here to talk about the Super Bowl. So it all makes sense. It's Paul. Greg, you sound like your crackers. <laughs> but see what I did there? <laughs> Oyster crackers? Yes. <laughs> or are you more of a saltines guy? No, I, I well, broken up saltine crackers might be it. Is that is that the go-to? Yeah, I, I think oyster crackers are good for chowder. Yeah, but you're in New England. You love your chowder. No, I like my chowder. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Don't worry, I tried to say the word wicked yesterday in a sentence because I was like, this sentence doesn't sound correct. And then I said, I was like, definitely doesn't sound correct coming out of my New Jersey-born mouth. Yeah, yeah, well, you gotta you gotta be a New Englander to say wicked awesome. Yeah, because if you say it like me, it's just like wicked awesome. It doesn't, it's, yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue with the poor pronunciation. <laughs> just have a glass of water and you'll be all set. <laughs> yeah, that's, hey, you know what? Let me ask you a question, all right? All right. We're here to talk about the big game, the final one, before the XFL season kicks off, because you know XFL is a big deal. Yep, and absolutely nobody wants to watch that. Hey. The XFL has some big name affiliates with it. They're going to have games on Fox, on CBS, on like ESPN. So they got the big markets in place. You can't really knock them. They have everything lined up for success. Well, I guess uh, time will tell. Yeah, but you know we're not here to talk about the XFL. Like I said, you love soup in bowls. We're here to talk about the Super Bowl. Let's get into it. Chiefs, 49ers. We're going to go through some prop bets. We're going to talk about what we think is going to happen in the game. It's a lot to go down. We have all the special guests coming in, you know, all the big names on Radio Row. I'm just kidding. I, it'd be really, it'd be really funny if like I surprised you. And I was like, they're coming in now. Yeah. If I was like, we have Jerome Bettis and Matthew McConaughey. Like, you didn't know this? Crazy. Nope. We're just sitting in our homes in uh, Massachusetts, wishing one day maybe. 
the yeah, sure. in New England. Yeah, well, we we can talk about that also a little bit later. Because I don't know, I don't know if he's gonna be. You know, he seems to be fishing around. Well, all eyes are on Hard Rock Stadium. Um, what? Because of the field condition. Because of the field condition. Yeah, isn't it Hard Rock Stadium always is like known for a terrible field condition? It's an outdoor stadium, right? Real grass. Yeah, but I think players complain about their field. Yeah, and they resawed it before the game. This ought to be interesting. Yeah, they probably had to because I don't think it was probably in the best of conditions. Well, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> it should be. It should be interesting. It should be. It should be a good game. Loose loose turf can be a lot worse and harder on a a body than than uh, astroturf. So we'll see. Yeah, but we got the young versus the old. We have Andy Reid, who's been in the league forever, only making his second Super Bowl appearance, versus Kyle Shanahan, who. First as a head coach, but we all know he was famously the offensive coordinator for that 28-3 Patriots comeback, which to this day, still pretty sure some voodoo and black magic was involved. There may have been sacrifices (laughs) of children that we don't know about. Sacrifices. I mean, who comes back from 28-3 when it's like the end of the third quarter in the Super Bowl? Well. And the other team who's up 28-3 has the ball. They're in field goal range, and their quarterback knows, hey, if I get sacked here, not great. And instead, what does he do? Get sacked instead of just throwing it away. Would have been in field goal range. Would have been 31-3. to And then, really, the door should have been slammed closed. Julian Edelman making catches off like an inch off the grade of blast. Like, it's ridiculous. Well. I'm not bitter. You're bitter. I am not bitter. I think it's a, you know, it's anybody's game when you, you can't rule out a quarterback like Tom, although he ruled him out when he played the Dolphins. I had to get that in before you. Anyway. First name basis. I didn't know you knew him so well. (laughs) (laughs) You know, me and Tom have lunch at the club. Yeah, yeah. So all all eyes are on Hard Rock. Should be the closest game. Should be the closest game in recent history. How how are you going to get more recent than an overtime Super Bowl? Well, or last year, well, last year was this let, year. Let me rephrase that. It should, it's projected to be one of the closest. It should also be, you would think, fairly high scoring. Absolutely. You got a guy that can throw and a team that can run. I have my prediction right now, score-wise, without telling you who I think is going to win. I have it 31-27. I don't think that's astronomically high. I mean, it's pretty good, good score for a Super Bowl. Well, you do want to see a high-scoring Super Bowl. And you want to see it close, or everybody goes to bed after the halftime show. Yeah. No, people are going to stay up because, like every year, whatever network it's on, they always put on show on that. They're like, hopefully people will watch and it'll get huge ratings. It's the Masked Singer, the next season. And which is supposed to be the best show in America. I mean, people love the show. It's very, I like it. I don't, didn't watch any of the last season. I watched all like the clips online, but it's still fascinating. It is fascinating. I had never watched it. I thought it was goofy. I'm not in love with the panel, but I think the concept, and I hate the host. I shouldn't say I hate. I dislike the host. Not, he's not a Nick Cannon fan? He's, he's as goofy as he was on his, on his last hosting gig. However, it's pretty cool, the people they have on there singing. But, I mean, it's just impressive, too, because you you're left to just figure out whose voice it is singing. Yep. And it really ranges. I wonder how like, long it takes them to tape that season. 
Uh, my guess it's done in that two to three week span only. Yeah, I was gonna say they can they can drag out the bachelor for because it's, it's 20, not live. Twenty one day tape and they show it for six months. You want to just two see two shows in you just want to blow up the TV. That is one of those shows I'm very thankful for. My wife does not like because. <laughs> It's like By the a way, car if you, accident. If you hear any noise in the background, that's my producer. He's a little crazy and young. He's still learning. Throwing things? Yeah. Because you won't listen to him? Yeah. So in case, in case there's any background noise, it's, don't worry. It's just my producer. He's young. Throwing he's wild. He's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, no big deal. It's a safe environment, I swear. Hey, would you pay $5,000 to watch a uh, football game? No, see, it's a this debatable. This in particular. This one in particular, no. But a few years ago, would I have paid $5,000 to go to Minnesota to watch the Eagles beat the Patriots and win a Super Bowl? Yes, I would have. I would have yeah, been, been allowed to, yeah. but I would have if I could have. <laughs> $5,000. Best seat I mean, in the house is in my chair. You know, my favorite chair. Yeah. And maybe some chicken wings, maybe some stuffed mushrooms. I was going to say, are we going to get into like maybe what Super Bowl snacks Paul might nope. be having? <laughs> no, no, no line at the bathroom. I, I mean, I guess that's for very happy to watch it from home. But are, are we going to get a little bit of uh, what Paul might be having for Super Bowl? Yeah, that's about what I'm having. I, I think I just mentioned it. And well, pretty simple. You got, you got to get more specifics. What type well, of chicken wings? I, I, I live with a gourmet cook, so. They may be boneless buffalo wings. They may be teriyaki-style chicken wings. They, I don't know. It's well, As we get closer. A little bit. You, haven't, you haven't done recipes or anything in a while. We've actually just been talking sports these past few pot. Okay, so scallops and bacon. Yeah, okay, well, that's simple. We all know how that's made. Um, what, what's, boneless what, chicken. Give, give a little bit of what goes into these wings, the so, teriyaki ones. So amino acids rather than teriyaki. It's gluten-free. Marinated for three days. Mr. Fancy with the amino acids. Well, we may indeed just do the boneless buffalo. Maybe some <laughs> yeah. pepperonis, some cheese, some stuffed so mushrooms. Simple. I'm doing probably some chips and dip. You know, keep it simple. And uh, Southwest cups, which are like the Southwest egg rolls that you get at Chili's, just in cup form. I believe I've had those at your house. They're delicious. Several of them. Yeah, they're really hard to not eat, especially it's with the avocado roll, dill. Oh, the roll. But they're just as good. They are. If anybody else has anything they're going to be eating, let us know. I might Dial have to... in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one day I might actually set up a call line. Not for live, obviously. Like, leave a voicemail. Leave a voicemail and we'll try to answer your questions. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> I won't make, answer Don't them. make them too hard. Because I don't have any idea what I'm talking about. I've got a great offensive lineman that I just follow right through. Yeah. Wow, okay. Well, that, I don't know if I should be offended by that remark or if I should feel good well, about that. I'm, I'm not talking about the fridge. I'm talking about, you know, a nice, lean, mean football machine. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we're getting sidetracked like we always do. Back to the game. We have Chiefs 49ers. It's a very running, defensive, old-school-style team versus the high-flying Chiefs passing game. Not as much defensively minded team. They try, but I mean, you can't. It's apples and oranges comparing the 49ers defense to the Chiefs defense. Any, what are, do you think are the big keys to this game? We'll do big keys and then we'll get to some prop bets. Well, I think you've got two quarterbacks, first time in, right? 
Yep. Unless you count Jimmy Garoppolo as a backup. Yeah, and Jimmy's Jimmy's a little older. Been with the team, and and he's been watching Tom Brady for a little while, and I think he's kind of got the the psyche of how to go into the game. Mahomes, probably almost out of his mind, excited. Yeah, and also downright the more talented of the quarterbacks. I mean, he does have an MVP under his belt. Yeah, and I think the the uh, so so what do I think? I think you got if Mahomes can can land some passes, Garoppolo's going to have to get that ball downfield. He's going to have to pass that ball. You. And do you, but do you think he can do it? Do That's I think the he question. can? I do think he can. You you think you you really think Jimmy G can air it out as well as Patrick Mahomes in this game? Uh, did I say he can do it as well as Patrick? He's going to have to if he's, he's going to have to do it. He's going to have to do partially. You can't run. You can't. I. But can you win a running game in the Super Bowl? I mean, that's what's gotten San Francisco here. That's the thing. I mean, one of the big keys is going to be that what happens in the trenches. If the San Francisco 49ers can keep Chris Jones and Frank Clark and those guys at bay on that front line, the linebackers for the Chiefs are not nearly as talented. It's going to be very hard to stop, and that means controlling the clock and making the Chiefs have to, you know, play catch-up and worry about how much time's left. But here's the thing. The thing that the Niners have not faced with any other team that the Chiefs do better than anybody is score quickly. They can put up points in under a minute if they want to because of how explosive they have guys making plays how quickly Mahomes can air it out down the field with his no-look passes. I mean, we saw it against the Titans, that 25-yard touchdown run where all he did was a quick little head fake to make the guy think he was going to run out of bounds, and he just stayed in bounds and then took it took it to the house. So his accuracy and his ability to throw will make or break this game. Yes. Now, if there is got... any turnover of any sort I th- by the Chiefs, I think the 49ers will win the game. So experience, you got a running team, you got a passing team, you got a veteran coach, you got a brand new coach. And I think this thing's all over the board. I think they're calling it a close game. And I see it as 34 to 35, 49ers. Wow, you have that close. Yep. I mean, yep. I did I say 31 27. It's, so it, it's going to come down to missing a few, uh, an extra point And. Because both teams have pretty good kickers, too. Yeah, so so nobody can make a mistake. Penalties will kill them both. Um, I mean, I will say what's killed the Chiefs more than anything has been their special teams. They've had blocked punts this postseason that have led to touchdowns. I mean, they have a great return game. That can't be denied. They have a Pro Bowl return, man. So they could get a kickoff for a touchdown. But... Their special teams with the kick part has been questionable. So, I mean, I could definitely see a missed or blocked extra point. I have it 31-27, but I have it in favor of the Chiefs. 49er fans like Scott from Craft Brood, if you're listening, don't don't murder me. Appreciate, I, I have a lot to live for, but I know you're a diehard 49ers fan. But I just I don't see how Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid don't go into this game with the perfect game plan to take out the 49ers defense and carve them up. Because do you know what Andy Reid's record is 
when he has a bye week? No. Just just take a guess. I have no idea. It is, I believe, 28 and 4 in his career. Which is pretty good. And do, do you know what happens when you go into the Super Bowl? What you get? What? A bye. Oh, come on. I was gonna say I was really hoping you were gonna you say a bye. You set me up pretty good there. I did. I was hoping you were gonna say a bye week, and I was gonna cut you off and be like, a bye week. Yes, that is correct. So when was the last time Andy Reid was in the Super Bowl? Really? That's no, not- re- was it Super Bowl thirty nine? That's not very nice. Did he lose to the uh, Patriots? <laughs> That's when Paul's pile on. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna. I had to write that tip down so I could remember to squeeze it in at the not, right moment. <laughs> you, you and your tips and squeezing in—it's just a thing of yours, isn't it? I would like to see Andy Reid win a Super Bowl, but I see. I think the 49ers win. <laughs> that that went over your head, didn't it? <laughs> what did you tell me? Say that it again. Little, that little that little dirty tidbit in there that said. You and something about tight spaces and squeezing it in. Oh, <laughs> that's why I ignore those things. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's why you just don't hear them, and then you start laughing to yourself, and you then can't <laughs> and then stop. I have, to, I have to hit my mute button. Exactly, which probably works now that I know how to use this setup. That's true. Yeah, the the more the longer you do this, the better you get at it. It's amazing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, but yes, I think Andy Reid with his experience. His offensive mind, I think he does just enough. I think that they slow down the run game like they did with the Titans, and you force how they force Ryan Tannehill to throw, they force Jimmy G to throw. Garoppolo is a good quarterback. I'm not saying he's not, but I think without throwing that much over the past few games and keeping that rhythm with his receivers, I think that does play a part. We saw with the Ravens, they had a few weeks off. Essentially, Jimmy Garoppolo has had a few weeks off. He hasn't really had to do much for the team to win. Their defense in the run game has done all of it for them. He's had to make, he completed like, I think what, a total of like 10 passes or 12 passes during this first two games. Yeah. This last game, I think six passes. Yeah. He was six of eight. So there is a thing with being live in game, having a rhythm with your guys and having that continuously go out. I think that plays a factor. I mean, I still think he gets a touchdown. I think he has a pretty good game. But in the end, I think 31-27 is what my gut's telling me. And I have a pretty big gut, Paul. So I'm thinking it's going to steer me in the right direction. We have a pretty good sports mind, but I still think it – maybe it's just like because I like Jimmy Garoppolo better. It could I be. Know. I mean, everybody – hey, that's why everybody makes predictions. Most of us are wrong. <laughs> that's and that's what, why – That's why the the uh, all the betting counts on it. Yeah, that's why the sports god created prop bets. Speaking of, yeah, sorry, I had to mute, I had to mute myself there. I had a little throat I had to clear. But yeah, we have some prop bets here. We're just gonna go through them, and then we're gonna get into the fun stuff of this whole Paul's pylon, which is trades and maybe some slightly down things that I've already talked about. If you have any thoughts on those, but let's get into some prop bets. Sure. Prop bets are what make the Super Bowl fun for everybody whose team is not in it. Because what else do we have to do except gamble money away? I cannot believe, and I've learned something new at 49 years old, <laughs> that that people gamble on things like this. They gamble yes. on anything. People, yeah. Have you? People will gamble on literally anything. And now that it's really more legalized than ever before, 
they're definitely going to gamble on everything. The sun will come up that day. I mean, prop bets are just fun, though. Yeah. So, I can't imagine people do stupid money, but they probably oh, do. Oh, no, there are people that do stupid money, especially on the first one of our prop bet list, which is Demi Lovato is singing the national anthem. Will she be over two minutes or under two minutes? She will be over two minutes. She is going to have a tough start, but she is going to blow it out of the place. I was going to say, She'll do a great job. What what's a tough start mean? Well, she had a tough start the other night at the Grammy Awards. Yes, but also let's keep in mind at the Grammy. I get it. She was singing a it. very emotional song. She's in a room with a couple few hundred people, and now she's going to be in no, one of the biggest crowds she's ever been in her life. Had to do with the fact that she was singing a song that she wrote right before she tried to kill herself. Oh, uh, no, I wasn't even going to go there. But, yeah, I think she's going to be emotional. I, 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 God love the woman. I mean, she's oh, got some no, issues. But, yeah, but I'm glad. But over two minutes. She's around because she's a phenomenal singer. I think you're right. I think she's going to be over two minutes. I don't think she's going to have a rough start. I think she's just like Christina Aguilera, like Whitney Houston, people that have sung it before. It's gonna I be hope she carries long. the notes. And doesn't recreate them because that makes me nuts. No, I think she'll stick to it. She's done this plenty of times before. Yeah. I actually feel like she did the national anthem for either the World Series or something in the past few years as well. I think she may have done a Super Bowl one already. Or she did God Bless America, one of those. But I think she'll be over two minutes as well. I think she'll hold the last note or last few notes for a few seconds at a time, which will just get her over that. I think it'll be around two minutes, nine seconds. I don't have to be specific here, but I'm going to be. She's going to hold that note until those bombers fly overhead. Yeah, probably. They're going to say, keep that note, keep that note. And when you can't hear yourself think, sure. you can stop. Sure that's exactly what they're going to say to her. I think she, I think she'll make up her own mind. when She, she might throw a note. She's going to fly through this. She'll be done in a minute. <laughs> no, but we both, we're both going to go over there. Next one, pretty straightforward. There should be no explanation needed for this. Coin toss. Heads or tails? This Heads. one has huge money put on it all the time. Heads. I'm going to go tails because it never fails. Uh, so this one to be different than you. Okay. All right. First score of the game. Is it going to be a touchdown, a field goal, a safety? What, what, are, we, what are we thinking? Touchdown. Pass. Ooh, okay. You got very specific. Touchdown. Pass. You want to give what team you think it's going to be? Because that's probably part of it. 49ers. All right, so you're going uh, Jimmy G, or do you think it's not even Jimmy G? No. Oh. I think we're going to be creative offense, by the way. We didn't talk oh, about that. Very yeah. creative offense. I think, be a I think the 49ers player. are going to scramble all over the place, stay legal so they don't get any penalties, but they're going to be very active. Well, I mean, they got some interesting run designs they work with, but Andy Reid also likes to break out the trick plays here and there. So you're going... Touchdown pass, Jimmy G, possibly, but 49ers touchdown pass. Yeah. I'm going to say we're going with a field goal, 49ers. So I think 49ers score first as well, but I think it's a field goal, not a touchdown. And come on, how, how often are we going to see a safety in the Super Bowl? I think that happened like in the Seahawks or out of the Broncos or Colts or whoever it was a few years ago, but it's not very likely or very often. All right, so next First commercial, who's got it? Who's the prized first potty break 
of the Super Bowl. Now you this always gets interesting because there have been years where it's the big names like Budweiser or Coca-Cola. They get the top spot. And then there's other years it's like, who what was that? What was that company? Did they just spend all their marketing budget for the next 17 years? So I think it's gonna be E Trade. It's a good guess. Because they have all our money. <laughs> they're spending they're spending, they're spending our all, investments. They're spending all the investments people. Just saying. Actually, there's a rumor out there that it's going to be Heinz Ketchup. Who are you yeah. calling for this one? I am going to go with – I'm going to go a little bit outside. I'm going to go with Taco Bell. Think outside the box. Yeah, that's why I'm doing it. So funny story about this. Um, okay. <laughs> so I don't the talk- owner of WeatherTech – has a dog that's seven years old. He was in the Super Bowl commercial last year, and the veterinarian that saved his dog's life this year is his commercial this year, and it's please donate to the veterinary college where the veterinary doctors saved his dog. That's very nice. That's having some dough to yep. take a Super Bowl commercial yes. out because somebody saved your dog. But also it'll get people to like him more because people love dogs. So it's very yes. kind of smart. And he's got to sell that phone in a cup. Who the heck even does that anymore? I don't I don't know. People that don't realize there's other things that are better. Where am I putting my coffee? How about there hasn't been a car made in five years that you can't run it through your dashboard? Yeah, you I know. In your pocket. But there are people that he clearly can sell it to. All right. Yep. So Taco Bell for me, E-Trade for you. The next one, this seems like it's a no-doubter, but will Joe Montana's chief playing time with the Chiefs be mentioned. He's clearly he's known for his big time with the 49ers, all the Super Bowls he won with them. But he finished his career with the Kansas City Chiefs. He even came out on Twitter saying, I bet the team I played for in my career wins the Super Bowl. Do you think that's brought up? Do you think Joe Montana comes into the booth at all? What are we thinking? I think it is already scripted in, and they are going to bring it up often yeah i can see that and i do see a guest shot in the booth if not he's going to be visible from a camera shot sitting yeah. with one of the owners i don't know if he'll be i don't know if he'll choose sides he will i mean he'll probably be pulling for san francisco but i could see him not sitting with one of the owners i would think he might have his own box maybe maybe maybe, maybe with other legends like jerry rice and guys like that sure might have been invited by a big corporation yeah all right, now we've been talking about Jimmy G and his passing. Jimmy G over under 15 total passes attempted. He'll be over. I'm going to put it under. I'm going to go with he throws 14. I think he'll have to throw it more, but I don't think he's still throwing it tons. And if it's a close game, they can keep running the ball. So that's where my thought comes from. Do we see a defensive touchdown throughout the entire game, yes or no? If we see a defensive touchdown, special teams counts. By the way, I'll say special would, teams counts. <clears throat> excuse me. If we if we see a defensive or special teams touchdown, that's going to be the make or break of the game. You're leaving us on hooks here, man. And I do see a I I do see a defensive touchdown. All right. I don't think there will be one. I think both teams. Mahomes has just been lights out with not overturning the ball. If there's going to be an overturned ball, it's going to be a fumble, and I think fumbles are a lot harder to recover. And take and it back for a touchdown. 
So that's what I have in my thought there. Next, we're going to get into the halftime show because I only have two questions that relate to the second half. So halftime show. We already know it's Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. There's going to be a lot of booty shaking. The hips are not going to lie. If you know what I mean. I hear you. All right. Will there be a special guest appearance? And if so, who is your prediction? Because there's always somebody. Somebody always pops up out of nowhere. (laughs) Actually, that would be fantastic. It could be Reverend Run. Yeah. Just throwing that in there. Is that because he was with Aerosmith? Yeah. And I saw him (laughs) on TV this week. I always thought he was kind of crackers, but he's not a bad guy. Hey, I mean, he did have his own TV show on MTV for a while. They asked him to do it again, but he said he has no control of his children anymore. <laughs> that seems about right. I don't know if there's a guest. I mean, I hope there's a guest because, frankly, J-Lo and Shakira, really? You couldn't find... Uh, be careful with what you say. They are music goddesses. Uh, I, I don't care. They don't do it for me. I think of J-Lo more of an actress than I do as an entertainer. I <laughs> you were going to say that. I just do. And Shakira, if she walked in this room right now, I wouldn't know who she is. And I don't think there's a bunch yeah, of... Yeah, I'm blankly staring at you because I'm kind of finding that shocking. All right. So how many... How many... Well, there are a lot of millennial Super Bowl fans because I'm talking to one. But how many people that know Shakira... I don't even know. How old is Shakira? Shakira. What does she like think? Late 30s. Oh, hips okay. So she's been around a couple lie. of weeks? Around a couple of weeks? She's been around since I was in high school, at least. I hope you don't get any hate mail, because I don't know who Shakira is. It's okay. And I, I think J-Lo is a better actress than singer. I mean, I don't know how many people might argue with you on that. I don't know. If I, I hear think, a song I think she people, sings, maybe I'll be all right. I think people like J-Lo as an actress more. That's how I think more people know her. Well, I watch her on that police drama, and I think she's pretty good. I I do oh, not no, know a J. I don't know a J Lo song. How's that? I don't know one. I don't walk down the street and get it in my head, and I can't get it out. But she's still Jenny from the block. You still have a little. Now she has a lot. Oh jeez, of course you know it. Yeah, I grew up with it, Paul. Jeez. Okay, that's all right. I, God, God love her. Okay, boom. I just hope there's a guest star. I say, I say, hope so. I'm writing hope so. I'm going to go with, since it's in Miami, since it's the Super Bowl, and, you know, it's a worldwide event, why not Mr. Worldwide to make a guest appearance? Oh, my God, Your please favorite. don't tell me Pitbull. I'm guessing Pitbull is going to make an appearance. Oh, God, you know, you say that just to aggravate me. I do, but also, it's Miami, it's the Super Bowl, like I said, he, I, I mean... They do like they did that New Year's show in Miami for a while that he was always like the main person for. I don't think she'll allow it to be up to up be upsold by the guy that looks like the guy from Hotel Impossible. I mean, you ever see the guy in Hotel Impossible? Looks just like him, and I don't no, like him either. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. What's Hotel it, Impossible? It's the guy who comes to the hotel and they're running it, and there's bugs and bed bugs and garbage, and the kitchen's closed, and he in 24 hours turns it into a gold mine and it never really happens oh i well, thought it was like I, some movie or something you were talking about i was like i no, have no clue no what, he looks what? just like pitbull you gotta everybody google it i don't even so, know what the words are coming out of your mouth All write right. it down so you can google it after the show because yeah, okay. god knows you're glued to the glued we're, to the radio we're gonna do that all right so i have pitbull for that so final two questions 
Will there be an interception in the second half? Yes. And then, okay, well, that was quick. Uh, and that's where we're going. That's to. that's going to be the defensive touchdown. It's going to be yes. close quarters. We've got great defense, a lot of activity, and that is going to be the touchdown that's run in. All right. I don't think there will be one. But last question, who's the MVP of the Super Bowl? Clearly, since you're going 49ers as the winning team, it should be somebody from the 49ers. Well, if Jimmy G throws 15 passes and they win, it's got to be him. I mean. Unless he picks, you know, one, 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 you know. I, I would assume it might be the running back. That catches the ball? No, Raheem Mostert. Who ran for almost 250 yards in their national, in the conference championship with four touchdowns. I think if he does something similar with over 100 yards rushing and a touch, two touchdowns. And they win. I think. I think it goes to him. So you say Moster? Well, that, that would be my guess if the 49ers win. Since I'm saying the Chiefs are going to win, it's <laughs> clearly going to be Patrick Mahomes, because he has been on a tear throughout these playoffs. I think he puts up another three touchdowns again. He airs it out for over 350 yards, and I think he runs for at least over 40 yards. Put that all together, you have your recipe for a win and Andy Reid Super Bowl. And a big old oh yeah from the Kool-Aid man himself. So I would tell you that if, clearly, if they win, I'm right there with you. Um, I guess it comes down to who wins the game. Yeah, and, and we if know. Wilford, if Wilfred Brimley can pull it off. I have Chiefs, you have 49ers. I mean, I would say make, let the best man win, but we already know it's Andy Reid, so. He needs to go out with a bang. Well, I think he still has a few years left in him, but I'm hoping he, he gets one because he's well, one of those knows? coaches that I, I think, feel like I, deserves. I think they could wheel him out there and prop him up for a few days. He he, he has zero emotion. A couple of seasons. <laughs> what do they call? Who's that dude? Bill. Lincoln at Bernie's. <laughs> oh, I was like, what are you trying? I was like, you're talking about Belichick has no emotion. I was like, because you could definitely wheel him out, and nobody would know if he's dead or alive. Oh, he gets heated though. You see, you see something going against him, he gets all crazy. Oh, the best was Mike Ramble doing the punt thing against him that he showed everybody how to do, and he was so angry. I was like, well, you showed everybody how to do it. You can't get that mad. Anyway, that's our Super Bowl preview. Next, let's move on to some baseball talk. We'll all touch right. on that real quick because if you're a Red Sox fan especially, you've heard it all. The rumors about Mookie Betts have come out. They've come out strong. Sides are leaking what's been negotiated, what's happening. Teams that are in the running are the Dodgers and Padres. At this point, it looks inevitable that he's going to get traded. Do you think he gets traded, and do you think it happens by the end of the weekend? I think he does. It's heartbreaking because, you know, you always want the the home team to keep the hero if there was any way possible, and they can keep him. There is. Pay him all the money he wants. That's it. And um, John Henry has some deep pockets. He does, but he told me he wants to keep that money. He's come out and said, we don't want to shed set, shed salary, but they clearly do. <laughs> yeah. I. Oh, by I, the way, I want to shed salary, get under the luxury tax, but I'm going to raise ticket prices. So let me ask you a question, because I don't know the answer, and I'm asking because I, for knowledge. They can pay what they want, but the yep. tax is astronomical. Yes. Pay the man. They're over pay the, the man. They're over the cap want- limit. So once you go over that, you get a certain tax threshold for breaking it. Every so year, every, every year it goes up more as you stay over it. 
the Red Sox are over it because they decided to pay David Price, Chris Sale, J.D. Martinez, all these astronomical contracts. Plus, there's still some on the books of guys that aren't even there anymore. That all adds up. And in baseball, everything's guaranteed, so you can't even get out of some of them. I'd pay Mookie Betts what he wants or what it, what it, what it takes to keep him because he's got a bat, he's not going to throw out his arm, and he's going to be a contributor, and he's going to fill those seats that they're going to raise the prices on. I say you keep him, do everything you can to keep him. Um, but I, I hate to see him go. We, yeah, we, I mean, we, I would we too. tend to do this, and I think John Henry needs to just open his wallet. And I mean, he, when you think about it, he has opened his wallet. It's gotten them a World Series two years ago. But here's my thoughts on the Mookie Bet situation. One, I think he gets traded because – from what the reports say, they've gone to him every year making an offer. Yes, you can say they low-bought him, but at the time, the first time, they didn't have an MVP under his belt. And they offered him, I think, five years, $100 million. The next year, they offered him eight years, $200 million. This past year, he has an MVP now, World Series, one of the best outfielders in the game. They offered him 10 years, $300 million, which is what Manny Machado got last year. With the Padres, which is like the third, it's the third highest contract ever in baseball history. And then he countered with 12 years, $450 million, I believe, which is just crazy to ask for two more years and $150 million more. That would average out to $35 million a year for his 12 years, which is no offense for Mookie, great player, way too much money. Mike Trout makes that money. Mike Trout is by far a better player year in and year out than Mookie Betts. He's always in the MVP race. If Mookie was a top five MVP guy every single year, year in, year out, hit for 315, hit 30 plus home runs, drove in over 100 RBIs, stole 20 bases, and played gold glove outfield and silver slugger outfield, he deserves that money. He hasn't shown that consistency. I don't trust him to be that guy year in and year out especially because I think with his frame and his body, I think he's more prone with how he swings for injuries. Wrist-wise, he has strong wrists, but I think he has a chance to get hurt with those wrists because of how violent of a swing he has. He generates a lot of power, but he's not bulky like Mike Trout, so you got to worry about that. So overall... He's definitely worth 10 years, 300 million. He's definitely worth 10 years, 350 million, or 12 years and 400 million. I think when you push it to the 450, you're getting a little too crazy and into yourself, and you're kind of just being like, I'm asking for the moon, and if you don't want to give it to me, I'm out. But at least with the Red Sox leaking this whole 10 year, 300 million dollars, it shows the fans they're making an effort. 30 million dollars a year, you at least have some room to work with on your roster. When you get that higher number, it makes it a lot harder to work your roster and keep under that salary cap if you want to get there ever. So I think they're going to trade him. The only issue I have is what it sounds like they might trade for is pennies on the dollar, and that is not what you should get for a guy as talented as Mookie Betts, even for one year. Well That's said, my... well spoken. I try. You've thought about this a lot. You've got a lot of knowledge center. behind it. And I, you know, I, I just... I guess I'm just speaking from the heart. You hate to see a hometown guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I spoke from the heart, I want them to do whatever they can to keep him. Yeah. But if you're thinking from the what's best for the team in the future, 
getting decent prospects if you can in return because the Red Sox have a terrible farm system. Dodgers and Padres both have very good farm systems. But right now they're saying their top three, four prospects in each is off the board, which then it's a non-starter. You don't even give them the time of day if they're not going to throw one of those guys because you want somebody you know could potentially get to the majors at some point and be a contributor and not just a guy that's like, hey, he does really well at AAA, though. Well, we spent an awful lot of money on guys that never came through, so. Exactly. So those are my thoughts on the Mookie Betts thing. Do you have any final thoughts on that? Nope, just hope they keep him, and, uh, you know, if he gets greedy, that's on him. Yep. And then last but not least, I already did my whole spiel about the Kobe Bryant thing. I didn't know if you had any thoughts on it. Obviously, I know you're not huge into the NBA, and I know probably didn't watch Kobe Prime years like I did growing up. So I think it probably hit me a little differently. But I wasn't sure what your thoughts on were when you heard the news on Sunday that he had died in a terrible helicopter accident. So we got a text from your wife, and it was kind of surreal that something like that would happen. Things like that happen every day, and it happens to military folks. It happens uh, – there was a, a plane crash with military folks on it. And, but when it happens to somebody that is that well-known – and such a good guy his entire career and post-career. It's just awful. And then to you hear that news, and then you find out his nine-year-old daughter, his 13-year-old daughter yeah. was, on, was on the plane with him. It's horrifying. Yes. It, it's, there's just nothing good. And then two teammates, parents, and, you know, even the pilot. And who knows what happened, but it's just God awful all the way around. And, you know, you, you said, I guess tonight the Celtics are doing another tribute. And I think that will go on for quite some time. I think yeah. he'll the never Celtics. be forgotten. Celtics he, finally have their tribute tonight as well. And that should be interesting because it's their first game playing because they had their Tuesday game postponed. And it's the first game in the Staples Center for the Lakers since everything happened. So you definitely know it's going to be all probably emotional i'm going to be definitely staying up for that because i'm going to be curious to see what they do i'm sure i might even shed a tear <laughs> it's hard not to um and you think about it as a parent how devastating that would be and i think, think that's about it, why it's hitting yeah, everybody sure it is it's, it's such a different it's way. terrible and he's it's horrible for his 13 year old daughter um Gigi, i guess he called her was yeah, her nickname, nickname was to Gigi him for gianna gianna and it's terrible for the two of them, but it's always worse for the folks that are left behind. His yep. wife and other three kids, God almighty, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like. No. Um, you know, he was larger than life. Um, I, I watched um, Jimmy Kimmel the next, that Monday night. And yes, he did a tribute. Yep. And they were close. And yes. uh, from having, I guess he was on the show 15, 13 or 15 times, but also he Kimball goes to all the games and um, knew him very well and always had the teams, had him there after the Olympics, had him there yeah, after just the there championships. Just a just an all-around great guy, a lot of laughs, never bigger than himself. Never, no. you know, I'm sure, listen, he deserved to be very big on himself, but he yes. wasn't. And, and, and you see a lot of sports guys that think they are, and, and, yes. and that's unfortunate. And I even said in my previous thing, there was a lot of there's a lot of stories coming out now that people didn't know about where he did things that most people would show in the 
public relations limelight and be like, look, he wants to visit these people and these people. But apparently he liked to keep all of that very quiet and visited kids sick in hospitals, but kept it very hush and didn't let people know he was coming or didn't want any press from it. So very just it's, nice sounding overall. And, and, and not that anybody at this time would come out and say, but he did this. But oh, there never, were people that did that. I mean, yes. What happened in 2003? I get that. I, you know what? That happens. Um, but all in all, pretty stand up guy. Yep. Um, way too soon. Yes. Um, tragic. And, you know, I, I, I I'm kind of done waiting for the shoe to drop with the, um, NTSB and sifting through the rubble. Be done with it. Come yeah. out. From what it sounds like, it was basically from reports that sounds like the pilot just was 20 to 30 feet short of clearing and hit, and then they, then the helicopter fell from that impact. Yeah, that's so. uh, yeah, people describe it as a very fast descent into it's just, yes, how whatever comes out at the end. It doesn't matter. It, no. it, they call those things accidents. I, I I did think what Stephen Colbert, who has never met Kobe, said was really good, though, is that helicopters don't have black boxes, and they should. You know, I said to my wife, they should be looking for the black box, and I, and that exact thing came up, and I was, I maybe World News, somebody was talking about it, and they said, and of course, these helicopters don't have it. And yep. I thought, that's bizarre that a pass, because that was no, you know, that's not a two-man helicopter. It's a passenger helicopter, and yep. you would think it would, just for yep. that for that reason. Just to learn from what potentially went wrong at the end. Yep. God-awful. Horrible yep. thing. Um, it is. Again, terrible things happen. Car accidents happen. They're accidents. They're very unfortunate. Um, very well-known person. A um, couple of well-known people. The baseball coach. Yes. Uh, which they already changed. I mentioned they changed the game at Fenway Park on July 9th to the John Altabelli friendship game because he coached in the Cape Cod League, and that has to do with that. These folks touched a lot of people, and whether it be the teammate and her mother, um, I mean, Altabelli's two surviving children, um, it, it's if your heart goes out to all of them. Yes. But well I guess I, I did I have did I have thoughts on it? I do have thoughts on it, and everyone is horribly sad. Yep. No, very well said. And I think actually, based on time, Paul, unless you have anything else to add, I think we're gonna have Paul's pylon take us out through the end of the show. Well, uh glad to be on. I always enjoy it. <laughs> well, we always that's have a few laughs. We always we go off track. We that's why. Well, one of these days we'll reel it back in and maybe get to the lighter hearted stuff. We've gotten so serious with all the sports talk and well, sadly death talk, but Well, you know me. I'll find I'll find a tidbit here and there to throw in and Exactly. We'll get there. As as the sports seasons change, we gotta get through the Super Bowl. Yes. And again, everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is Paul's Pylon, the overall sports stance. Make sure you like and subscribe on and listen to Twelve Ounce Sports and all that. because uh, you know, why not? But, again, Paul, thanks for joining me. My name is Greg. Everybody enjoy the Super Bowl. This has been my stance and Paul's stance on sports at this point. Have a good one. The Sports Sports Dance.